0: Better late than never, right? So today, we talk about game-based learning and sticky teaching, powerful teaching, things that will help you become a better teacher based in cognitive science. Welcome to 6 Tips and Tricks from the TOSA. A bi-weekly podcast meant to give you ideas, techniques, and strategies for the intentional use of technology in the classroom. And now here's my dad, Mike Brella. Hey, welcome to Day Five's Recap of the Ditch Summit. Admittedly, I am a little late getting this one recorded, and it's not for a lack of excitement or um, nothing against the, uh, the summit itself. It's after school last night, did a little Christmas shopping um then came home and my wife had a fire going in the living room we watched once upon a Mickey's Christmas and uh, with the boys <laughs> I fell asleep on the couch so uh, nice and early Saturday morning getting to record this one so hopefully it's, it's it's okay by you um but yesterday's presentation was how to energize students with games and play by Lindsay Portnoy uh, Dr Lindsay Portnoy sorry and it was the fifth day of the um of the ditch summit uh, she is an author she wrote uh, two books one called design to learn and then one that just came out called game on brain on which she talks a lot about that book in this session sounds phenomenal it's on my uh goodreads want to read list now she's also the author of a blog called game on brain on she's got her website uh, lindsayportnoy.com but about her she is a cognitive scientist uh, a school board president i like that she both had a local school board president and associate teaching professor at northeastern university in boston and um, <clears throat> she does a great job at explaining cognitive science in a simple way that many people myself included find accessible so hopefully you enjoy this show all right so on to the session um i like it because in the very beginning Matt kind of geek sound gets all excited about being a closet cognitive science geek which um I would kind of ju- jump myself or group myself into that one as well. Um I am a huge cult of pedagogy fan. Um that's one of the things I love about uh Jennifer Gonzalez's podcast and her blog is that she takes complex pedagog pedagogical topics, cognitive science and and waters it down so that uh, we can all understand it and use it, right? It's research based. Um last year and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, there was another uh, this This, Dr. Portnoy immediately reminded me so much of one of the presentations from last year, um, which I'll talk about a little bit later on. That kind of geeked me out about, you know, how the the science behind how we learn. And and I love it because today they talked about, you know, well, when do we learn? We learn through curiosity in nature, right? We learn through, through being curious. We learn as social animals, we learn through play. Um, And when we're, we're, we're at our best, we're playing when we're engaged with the world around us. And, and. I think one of the big things about this drive towards not a gamific- gamified classroom, because that's one of the differences uh, that 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 they make in this presentation is it's not necessarily we're not talking about gamification because gamification is a it's really compliance based. It's not necessarily um, how you learn, but more about game based learning right? So when we talk about game-based learning, you know, we learn without fear of failure, which is how we learn in the world, right? We learn from risk-taking. We learn from experimenting. Um, And I love, they talk about, you know, Fortnite maybe necessarily isn't all bad, but that, I think that whole finding ways that you can get your students to learn through exploration and curiosity is really, that's the theme that this presentation goes back to time and time and time again right? So they'll get into the weeds a little bit, um, with like specifics, right? Dr. Porter will talk about some specifics, um, uh, and how to go about designing games for your classroom, right? She talks about like, you can go really big or you can go really small with game, with game-based classrooms, right? She talked about like, when, she, when she differentiates between gamification and game-based learning, game-based learning is, is when you learn through your exploration, um, and, and she gave a great example of apples to apples being a, a, a great way of learning through exploration, right? So you could do it through, you know, when you're looking at apples to apples, obviously a lot of times kids are learning their, their, their parts of speech, but at the same time, they're also learning perspective, you took something from somebody else's perspective, right? So like, you know, I think I'm pretty good at apples to apples and I think I'm pretty good is because I can read the judge. Like I know, you know, when it's. When it's my wife who's the judge, I have to do something silly and goofy. Uh, when it's my son, my older son Michael, who's the judge, it's got to be accurate. It's got to be close. When Gray is the judge, it's got to be something as crazy and off the wall as possible. My little guy, right? So, what's the best fit? Playing that whole thing of apples to apples, and that's what actually uh, this whole discussion of apples to apples, because they come back to it a few times. A few times, it kind of sparked my my own curiosity and my play. So what I did, I I went and I played around and I thought about how, you know, I love that game apples to apples, but how can we play in a fully virtual, virtual setting? So, uh, I I made a website, um, and it's, I'll share it in the show notes. I shared it on Twitter. Um, and I would love to get some feedback on this, this, just to see what you think, if it would work. And what I did is I went on, um, I use flippity.net. So I have, um, flippity I have a random word selector for apples to apples for the green cards so when you play apples to apples the green cards would be like the um uh, the nouns right so i i went to uh merriam websters top 10 words of or top words of 2020 right so i have you know all kinds of words like kraken mamba quarantine malarkey defund they're all on there and then i i put out to my building i asked for um I asked for adjectives to describe, you know, one word adjectives to describe this world. It was pretty cool. I, you know, our student day is over at 2.15. Our teacher day is over at 2.40. I think I put this out at 2.10. And before I left at 2.40, I had like eight, 70 responses already. So unfortunately, when I went to put all 70 in to the flippity um, randomizer, I used the card randomizer. Uh, you couldn't read. So I went to, I did the first 20 Results. So, if you could, you can check out my own version of playing around and see if that this works. The idea behind it is that you have the, the green card, somebody's a green card, somebody's the red cards, a couple of the red cards. You play it in breakout rooms and you use a Jamboard, a Google Jamboard to give responses, and then the person the green card would choose. Um, so, just my own plug for it. And if, if it's, <laughs> if you could check it out. Um, all right, but back to the show. So, back to why you're really here. Um, I think, you know, one of the great things that Dr. Portnoy, and I think it's a testament to why I did what I did is she, she talked about people being like stuck and about teachers who say like, oh, I'm just not creative enough to do to, to, to a game-based class or to do game-based learning. And, and she makes you feel like, you know, she says it a few times like we're all gamers, even if you're not playing Fortnite or among us all the time. Um, and she gives you uh, some great low barrier entries into game-based learning. Right, I, I love the one she talks about. You know, it's not what you're playing, it's how you're playing it. It's how do you use that game, um, and so like they give you a couple of questions to ask. Both Matt and her talk about some questions you can ask yourself when you're using, when you're when you're designing games, or when you're deciding to use games in classrooms. And she actually um, <laughs> later on in the book she talks about um, leveling up, being like your own game boss. I think it was she calls it. Um, and I'm trying to find it on my uh, notes, and I can't right now. I can't find it. Oh, yeah, the boss level. She talks about being the boss level and as part of the boss level and game-based learning. You know, you can use a game that's already that's already um, meant for learning. So, like, use apples to apples in the way it's meant to be learning. You can hack a game, right? You can change it to meet your needs, or you can really design your own game. But don't don't be afraid. Right? You don't have to be totally super, super like in-depth with your game, right? And some of the tips that she gives, that Dr. Porter gives about like when it comes to designing your own game is, you know, it doesn't have to be brand new. You can use games like the games that Matt and her talk about are Monopoly, Ser- uh, Settlers of Catan, Ticket to Ride. Um, Obviously, apples to apples. One night, ultimate werewolf, um, Uno. How you can use Uno in class? Some simple would you rather games, Tenzi, or then creating your own and asking the students what they're playing at this moment and like, hey, how can we take what you're doing and use it in an educational setting? Right? I think of Gimkit with um, their version of Among Us. I got to watch my fifth grader for a little bit um, during his snow day do this, and it's it's phenomenal. Right? So like, using games that people already do putting them into your own learning. And above all else, like Dr. Pornary talks about, like using game-based learning in your classroom takes away that barrier, that fear of failure that so many students exist or, or have th- throughout their educational career. Like I just think about it, like, you know, kids all day are finding creative ways to overcome obstacles, finding creative ways to succeed in their games. What more do we want in life and students who can do that? And then we've blow the whistle, tell them to stop playing those games And time for serious business in school. Not everybody, but sometimes they do. How can we get that natural curiosity, that excitement, that level of engagement into our classrooms? And that's the question that we continually need to be asking ourselves. And that's the question that this hour will help you to begin to answer and really think about. So without a doubt, you'll want to go back and you'll want to watch this session um, because You'll, I, I promise, at, at least once or twice, you'll be like, "Ah, I could do this," and it'll spark some ideas in your head. So, by all means, please go back and watch Dr. Portnoy; it's an amazing session. So, onto my my suggestions for sessions from previous years, and I just now realizing I forgot to write down the year, and I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure this one came from two thousand nineteen, last year's Dish Summit. Um, almost 100 certain but immediately as soon as matt was talking about having a cognitive scientist on and dr porto we started talking about like cognitive science and how the brain works and thinking i immediately flash back to it was last year's i'm almost 100 percent certain um it was it was called using powerful teaching to remember and thrive um, and it was by two different presenters uh puja argoal and uh, patrice bain and and these this whole presentation is all about Uh, They kind of take their book, Powerful Teaching, and they they give you the the meat and the potatoes of it. They talk about it's using simple tricks to make teaching sticky, right, based upon cognitive science. So like little simple things you can do in your classroom that are based in cognitive science, how the brain works, how we think that will make learning more effective and make your teaching more effective and make things more likely to be learned by your students. And, And above all else, why are we here? Right. That's it. Right, so watch the game-based one by Dr. Portnoy, but then also go back and watch last year. You know how powerful teaching, um, using powerful teaching to remember and thrive. Because of these two things together, absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. Thanks for listening to the to the episode and until next time remember don't be afraid try something new